What's up, gangsters? This is Jeroen, probably better known as uh, the guy from Horrible Reviews on YouTube. And you guys are listening to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. And that's, that's about all the catchphrases I have, so I say, um, let's go. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast, uh, powered by the Big Roll Up. I uh, just want to thank all our fans and listeners for their support. We really appreciate it. And personally, I am super duper excited to have this guest on our show, our very first YouTuber. Someone I've watched personally since at least 2014. A man with over 142,000 subscribers and 32 million views. My man, Horrible Reviews from YouTube. How's it going? Thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It's, uh, like, it's funny you introducing me like that. Like, I, like the, the 32 million views you said, like, I, I would have no idea. But that's, that's, that's not bad, right? No, no, that's, that's real good. That, <laughs> I bet you wish you had that in like. dollars, huh? <laughs> <laughs> if only it would translate like like that but uh no it's 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 honestly an, uh, an honor to be here i mean i i know you guys have like some some pretty great big like names from the horror community on your show and um I, you know like I'm, I'm just a guy you know like i don't have the reach that those people have um so you guys like giving like some attention to the to the small guy i uh, i really appreciate that. that's really cool i'm the small guy here not you my man <laughs> yeah, no, but you, you know, you, you you've talked to like some some, yeah, some 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 celebrities, you could say. Oh yes, sir. Hey, you know, we usually start our interviews uh, just asking, you know, the actor or the actress what got him into acting. Well, instead, we'll ask you, when did you get into horror movies, and what's your first memory of horror? Just like in in not in general. general, just like oh, uh, pool. Um, so I, I've I've had this question asked before, and I. I wouldn't know exactly what the first memory is, but but there's this this story that I always bring up because it's it's it's, it's the one that I guess was the most um, impactful, if you will. Um, it it must have been back in let's say set, uh, 97, 98. It was uh, my parents they rented Scream. Scream was just out on on home video. The movie's from like 96, right? Um, and they rented a movie for for like date night, just like you know like my, my parents were like movie night. Um, and I was I was like 10, 11 at the time, and I was just about to um, like head up, like to go to sleep, you know, like a, 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 in the evening. And um, but like up from like halfway up the stairs, like the, the movie was playing, and you, you've seen Scream, right? Probably, you you, you know the, the the opening scene, like it's it's like classic, it's like it's it's so good. Um, but me as like a little ten year old, like it it absolutely like terrified me. Like I I, I it was like one of those things that I wasn't supposed to see, and um. Like I said, before that, I, I was never really that much into horror. Like, um, that movie just made such an impression on me. And honestly, but after that, it, it still took, like, like maybe, like, two or three years. Like, when I was in, like, my, my early teens with, with, like, my little friend, we would go to, like, the, to the video rental stores. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like, just being impressed by all the, like, the, 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 the horror covers. But it were, like, the, 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 the 80s slashers and, like, the, the Friday 13th, the, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequels, like, stuff like that. Um, I, I feel like that's more when I, yeah, that's, that, you know, like, it, I, I can't go really much more back then than that, because that was really, like, 
then I was like, okay, this is, this is, it was sort of like the, the forbidden fruit, you know, like, especially at, at the video rental store. Oh, absolutely. I remember my first time watching Scream. I was five or six years old and on the couch with uh, some friends and my mom <laughs> rented it and we were terrified. Um, you're most famously known from your very successful YouTube channel. What inspired you to become a YouTuber? Also, how'd you come up with the name Horrible, Horrible Reviews? And I'd also like to know, on average, how long does it take to make one of your videos? Oh, shit. Uh, okay. Let me start at the beginning. The, okay. Um, the first one was, like, how... What, 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 what made you want to start it? What made you want to start your channel? Okay. It, it's funny because, it, it, like, you, you pose a question as, like... Uh, like what inspired you? Like what made you want to become like a YouTuber? And I, I'm never like a big fan of the term like like YouTuber. Yeah. And I, I don't per se like. I mean, it's it's just like nitpicking, you know that. I, I don't per se like consider myself a, a, a YouTuber. It's just like it's it's my choice of platform because it, it it makes the most sense, you know. Like it's 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 easiest to to, to put your videos out. Um, and it was actually so I started the channel in 2008, and um, let me think. Um, I got into movies like more like the way I'm in, and now it was like around 2007. Um, it was like during a class I was following. It was like about like like sort of like screenplay this and that. And and, and the teacher he showed like a bunch of like cold movies. I was like holy shit like this this is so much cooler than the stuff that plays in the theaters and the stuff that plays like in on, on the TV like at night. Um, and from there I really I don't know exactly how it happened, but I, I sort of like discovered all these like low budget like horror movies, like, like cold horror movies, like the evil dads and like, like stuff like that. Um, and I got like super obsessed with it in the sense that besides just like watching them and enjoying them, I wanted to know like, oh, like who's the director, who's dead and who's the actor? And like, whoa, like what was the budget? How did they do, how did they pull up these, these effects and stuff like that? Um, but none of my friends cared for any of this, you know, like, so I was, I found myself like having, find, having like this, this new fascination, you know? And, and I was telling my friends, like, dude, like, for example, I was like, oh, uh, Blood Feast, it's this, this movie from this director, Hershey Gordon-Lewis. He's, it was, like, the first time that someone made, like, graphic, like, gore and, and stuff. And, and all my friends were like, yeah, like, I don't know, those movies look, they look shitty, you know? Like, um, <laughs> and, and at the time, the, the, the study that I was doing uh, was, like, a communication and multimedia design. And as part of that, I, I also did, like, some editing, and I started learning more about editing and then a little bit of, like, animation. So it's like, hey, you know, like, what if this, all this, this, this information that I'm like finding for myself, like all, all the stuff that I find interesting, why not just put it like in a video? Um, like YouTube was still relatively, because it was like 2008, like it, it was around obviously, but it, it was not nowhere near as big as it is now. But it's like, you know, I can just make the videos. I know how to edit. I know how to like record everything. Um, just make a video, put it online, and I can share, send it to my friends or like my, my friends or whoever, um, like my family, isn't that? Um, they can decide for themselves whether or not they want to watch it, you know, if they, so they don't have to tell me, like, in my face, like, uh, like, like, shut up. Um, so th that's just how it started, basically, as sort of like an outlet for myself, because I found this new interest, if you will, and mm -hmm. um, it, it was just the perfect platform and, and, and way of communicating sort of like what I wanted to share with the world, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the second part of that question was, Oh, yeah. How'd you come up with the mm -hmm. name Horrible Reviews? So for the for the first few years, because I'm pretty sure that when I made the account, like you had to like give up like a URL, so it would be like a YouTube.com slash. Back then it was like LB Horror Review, um, with the LB stood for um, low budget, because my initial plan was just to 
basically talk about like like yeah, obviously like low budget horror movies. Like the first movie I did was like Blood Feast and and, and one of the earliest there are like uh, the Friday thirteen and like reanimated, like those type of like like so like cult ish horror movies. Um but the name kind of sucked because I also wrote it as like lowercase lb and then capital H horror and a capital R review. And people were like, IB, like IB horror review, like people couldn't read it. Um, and I think at some point like, you, you could just like change your name. And like even because now it's like it's, it's always still the same account. Um, but horrible reviews, I, it's, it's a good question because I have to dig deep like where it comes from. I think it was just that I found it funny. Um, the, the, it obviously, like it was horror, horror related, so like horror, horror reviews that was sort of, sort of already in it. Um, maybe it was sort of like, like low key, like making fun of myself a little bit in the sense that, like, hey, I, I'm no film critic, you know. Like, I, I just love these movies. I, I say what I want, like what I what I think. Like, sure, like there's a little bit of information, but mostly it's just like about having fun. I was like, you know, like horrible reviews, sort of like they're like horrible mu- movies, horrible this, and I think I was just like horrible reviews, reviews, and I and I. I don't know, I felt like it kind of has a ring to it. Um, yeah. Especially, like, all these years later now, like, it's, yeah, like, like it's it's something, like, recognizable, if you will, you know? Um, so I'm kind of glad I did it, um, but I, I'm not quite sure. I, I think it was just, like, a funny pun, if you will, you know? Like, horrible movies, horrible reviews, like, yeah, why not? Yeah, it is catchy. I, I agree with that. And how long, <laughs> how, long, how long does it usually take you to make a video? Oh, dude, I guess that depends on the length of them, but <laughs> yeah, and I also like put myself like I've worked myself like in a corner with that because you know I mean you're familiar with the channel. Most of the uh, videos I do there, they usually have like a theme to it, be it like like movies from like a certain director, or, like um, obviously like the disturbing movies. Like I guess that's like a theme to it, it's like a series um, or the the video nasties. Um, but it's, 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 it's always a series or a theme where there's more movies to cover. Like, I started out always doing just, like, one movie per, like, video, right? Like, so obviously those were way quicker to, to, to produce. But if you think, for example, like, uh, because recently I've just been, like, pumping out these disturbing movies videos, um, it's, it's usually, like, five movies in, in, in one video that I cover, right? Um, and the thing that probably takes up, well, maybe takes up the most work is... Um, actually watching the movies, which, I mean, you could argue like, oh, I don't know, that's like part of making a video, but it, you know, like, because it's, it's just watching movies, like everybody likes watching movies, but um, I do definitely consider it as work because <laughs> you've seen the, the disturbing movie series and the, it, there's movies that I really had to like force myself to sit down and watch, you know, it's, and then, and, and, and I'm like sitting with my phone, like taking notes because while watching the movie, that's basically when I try to like write the, the basis for the, the review, you know? Um, just taking notes, like pausing movie, like oh, like this is something, like something funny, like I could like bring up this and that. Um, so like even if it's like a ninety minute movie, I can easily take me like like uh, like two hours, two and a half hours to just like watch the movie, and then that times five, and oh, that's absolutely. then I've just yeah, then I've just like watched the movies and like writing the script comes afterwards, um, which sometimes sometimes it's honestly like if I have like good notes, like this script is basically written, you know, like I just copy like the, the note from my phone, like to my computer and I'm like, oh, like there's like enough like jokes and like, like, like plot outlines and like, it's basically there to review. Um, so the writing, like it's, it, it's, it's kind of okay. Um, but then, you know, like I have to record the, the voiceover, I have to record like the video, like meet, meet myself on the couch with the beers and all of that. Um, that can take some time. And th- then the actual editing itself, you know, which is, 
Um, you know, my format is usually like I, I introduce myself in between, but when I talk about the movie, it's just clips from, from the movies I talk about, right? Um, so I just like like import like um, the, the whole movie like in my editing software, and, I, and then if I talk, like I have to go through the whole movie, like see like what I'm talking about, like uh, cut the clip, like put it in like in sequences and that. I meant like, and then afterwards, like the, the, the visuals and this and that, like um, it, it, <laughs> I make it way too complicated for myself as well. Like um, people ask me like, dude, like when's the new video coming? I'm like, yeah, I'm starting working on it, but it's, it's, it's so much time. And uh, I, way back I made a video where I sort of like walked through the process of making like a standard horrible reviews video. And there I came to the conclusion that it can easily take up to like, like 25 hours for just one video. And, and I was thinking about that because, you know, you could say like, oh, 25 hours, but it's like, it's like three days, you know, like if you have an eight hour day. But the catch is, is that I have to do all of it in my free time because, you know, I, I, I just work full time. Um, so then 25 hours in your free time, plus you can't always force yourself to watch like a Slaughtered Vomit Dolls part three or four, like, like there's no shitty type of movies. You kind of have to be in the mood for it, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, it's uh, and sometimes you just want to relax. You know, you want to hang out with your friends, with, with, with your girlfriend. You just want to watch a movie that you actually want to see and not being forced to take notes. So um, yeah, like just like a video, like purely in like hours, like yeah, it could easily be between like like twenty and thirty hours. Um, but of that, that's and that's what I would consider like actual like actually like working on it. You know. Ooh yeah, I I, <laughs> I watched several. Uh, you know, fellow YouTube content creators say content creation is a job in itself, honestly, if you pump out videos weekly. So it's a lot of work. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, 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 and I have respect for, for people that do that because even, yeah, like I, I, I'd say that the, the editing part probably takes up the most what, what I would really consider work, you know, and it, sometimes it's just like I, I love doing these videos and I usually keep in mind like the feeling that I get when a video is done and I upload it and I, and, and, and people start reacting to it because that's what that's that's like a huge motivation. Um, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, like editing, like, oh, it's so much fucking work, you know, yeah. um, because it is what it is. It is it is work, especially if, if, if you keep like a tight schedule for yourself, like, oh, I have to upload like every Wednesday or like 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 one or like every two weeks or so. It's, it's, it's work, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, let's let's jump into your channel a little bit. Um, I would say what brought you your YouTube success or fame, whatever you like to call it, is your most disturbing films ever made series. Talk to us about disturbing horror and what made you want to start reviewing these type of films. Okay, good one. Um, it's <laughs> it, it's definitely the the series, if you will, that um that brought like well at least that got the channel as big as it is now. Um. And I don't know the exact numbers of like like when 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 it actually started growing. I I know that I started the disturbing movie series in uh, 2012, and I think it was actually also the the first video that I did where I was really like sort of like covering more than one movies. Like I said before that, it was usually just like like one movie per um, video. Um, I remember before that I did do a video on the Alejandro Jodorowsky, the movies are like, but he, there was only like four movies and it was like separated over two videos. But, um, so the Disturbing Movies video one, um, let me think, I, I, I remember that, um, 
there were titles that I had already seen, you know, like the, the Cannibal Holocaust, like A Spit in Your Grave, uh, Last House on the Left. Like, I, I'd seen those titles already. And I, I guess, like, in general, I've always been, like, so, like, um, attracted to the, like, the, 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 like, I don't know, like, the pushing the boundaries in, in general, in, in art in general, not not just film. And, but but you can, like, you can be pushing the, the, the boundaries in whatever way, like, be it, like, the, the biggest painting or, like, the longest movie or, like, you know, like the, the most expensive this or that. Like, I always find it like interesting to see like to what extremes uh, an art form can take itself. I, I guess mostly because otherwise you're just sort of like stuck with like cookie cutter stuff, and uh, and I, I get bored with that more quickly. And I guess within film, um, one of the extremes that I looked up is just like yeah, like how how far can you push what is generally accepted when it comes to like on screen finance or just like like scenarios that involve like just like taboo subject matters and whatnot. And um, I remember at the time, my, at that time roommate, his at that time girlfriend, um, she was also <laughs> like, yeah, it's, so this is way, but you know, like it's 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> she was, she, she just found like online, like some list of like, oh, the most disturbing movies, isn't that? And she told me like, she, because she knew that I was sort of like into that. And then I think she was like, oh, I, I, I keep reading about this. A Serbian film? Have you seen it? And I had not seen that one at the time. And but I saw like other titles on the list, like I said, like a Cannibal Holocaust and a, and like Last House on the Left. And I was like, you know, that's that's actually kind of interesting to do a video about these type of movies. You know, like it's you know it's just an, an idea for for a video. Um, so I with with his with the with the girlfriend of my my roommate at the time, we also sort of did like let's see like like who can keep up like, with watching these movies and. I think she drew, drew the line at, at like a Serbian film and stuff like that. Um, but I watched a, watched a bunch of the stuff and um, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll make a video. And it was initially, which is super funny, obviously, that we're here ten years later now talking about this. But uh, it was initially intended to be like a two-part video, um, which was called like ten of the most disturbing movies ever made. So just like five in part one, five in part two, yeah. and that's what I did um didn't think much of it at the time i felt like it was a cool interesting concept for a video um i, I do remember that afterwards i guess because you know like the, some of the movies that i discovered because of the list um reading it more into like like other lists uh, i was like oh shit i, I do kind of have to do a part three because I, I i forgot titles like i think like a serbian film wasn't in the first two and like the the human centipede and stuff like this. So like, okay, I'll have to do a third one, you know, like it wasn't the, it wasn't the, the, the plan, but um, you know, otherwise people are going to be like, Oh, you, you haven't mentioned this and this and this. And I, I think that was honestly it at the time. But like you said, even though it went gradually, it was that series that, that helped bring in like a bigger audience. And I don't know. I was just, I guess it was intriguing for the audience. Obviously, otherwise they wouldn't have come to this. It's, it's just, like I say, like maybe what I have with like, being interested in like things taken to the extreme, people have that as well, you know. They so they they found these these videos, and I got it's got a lot of comments from people saying like, oh, but how about this one? How about that one? And you know, like recommending more titles. So I was like, oh, it looks like people enjoy these shows or like this series. Well, what I mean, what else can I do then? You know, like give the people what they want, I guess. And back then it was probably like a couple of hundred subscribers still, you know, like it was still really small. But that's when I did a part four and I was like in part four, it's probably like, hey, uh, people in the comments said, so and so like this and that title, 
Um, so yeah, I'm back and I'm, I'm back to take a look at more. And from there, I think like three or four times I said like, this is the last one. I think I did it after part 10. I think I did it after part 15. <laughs> and and now I, I, I could just throw it in at, at the end of a video and say like, this is the last one and people be like, yeah, right, you know? Yeah, I remember in one of your intros to me like, it won't end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no end to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is uh, how it feels sometimes because um, even after having covered most of the, obviously like most of the essentials by now, um, plus they're making new movies, plus there's always like some underground shit that, that I haven't heard about. And it's like, oh shit, like why, why, haven't, I, why haven't I covered this before? You know, like there's just so much like, it, it, you know, it's... There's tons of movies to be covered in the series. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we live in, you know, a really fucked up world right now. Uh, after watching all these disturbing films, has it desensitized you to violence in mainstream movies or even in the real-life news stories? Uh, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, first part, like, when it comes to movies, absolutely, because I, I, I've noticed that uh, when, when, I, when I talk to other people that sometimes I forget, like, and uh, so... This, this whole answer, like, keep in mind that I do not try to come off as, like, oh, like, so full of myself, like, I'm the expert and other people are not, because um, I, I do not want to come across as that. But I do notice sometimes, especially with, with, with like, friends, um, that I'm just, like, on another level when it comes to, like, oh, what, what I've seen when it comes to, like, violence and, like, crazy shit in, in movies. And um, sometimes I forget that... Um, what I would consider like tame, that that can be like pretty out there for an audience that's just not familiar, that hasn't put themselves through like so much torture. And um, so when it comes to movies, I, I would definitely say that I'm like sort of like desensitized to like like violence and like crazy shit, and which sometimes even makes it difficult to still be doing like these reviews of like disturbing movies because sometimes I'm like. I know, yeah, oh, this isn't so-and-so movie. It's pretty crazy. You have some rape, you have some torture, and I just, like, I'm super casual about it, even yeah. though it's like, no, that's, that's fucked up, you know? Like, what's happening to this and that? Like, it's it's super... But I'm like, oh, shit, you know? Like, I have to, like, keep a little grounded, if you will. Again, I don't want to, like, sound like thinking all that on myself, but um, you know what I mean, right? It's it's just you, you're, my standard or my threshold for what is considered disturbing is just like much higher than it was when I started the series. Oh, absolutely. But, um, like, like you said, like compared to like real life stuff, it's like, oh no, man, like I, um, I try to, um, keep away from like, like that type of stuff. Like, like all the, all the, the horrible stuff that's going on in the world, like, like sure, like just like, if it's like, like, like news wise, like, oh, um, riots here, this and that, and violence in like those and those countries. Like, sure, like, I, I'm not trying to uh, close my eyes to what's going on in the world, but I'm not going to look up, like, those execution videos or those, like, like those, those, those real-life gore uh, videos, like those bestgore.com stuff, or, like, oh, Grish, what you had back in the days, and rotten.com. I know, like, you probably know that stuff. Um, I've always hated that, and I, I, I can't stand it. Like, I've seen, because it was, like, such an infamous one at the time, the... Uh, what was the, the, the three guys, one hammer, or like the two guys, uh, or is it the one? Yeah, I, I was going to bring that, three guys, one hammer. I watched like 10 yeah. seconds of it and turned yeah, it back. Yeah, exactly, and, and let's say that I've seen like maybe like 10 or 15 seconds, and um, I, I can't get it out of my mind, even after having seen like, when was it, like like 10 years ago, or like maybe even like longer ago, and it was a thing, and um, I'm like, no, no, I, I just, 
I get I get nothing out of that. You know, I I, yeah. I love watching disturbing movies from the comfort of my couch, knowing that I can um, uh, put myself to like watching like some messed up stuff. But at the end of the day, it's all fine. You know, like no one got hurt. Um, they, they made movies like they put some artistry in it. Um, cool, you know, like you don't always have to watch a movie to feel great. Like I don't. Sometimes you want to watch a movie and you just have like whatever feeling brought out, you know, it can be like sort of like depressed or impressed or like taken back. Um, that's cool. But at the end of the day, I appreciate it's, it's artistry, you know, and with those clips, there's none to it. It's just like the most fucked up shit you can imagine. And, and I, I don't get anything out of that. Like that's like, and so I'm, I'm, I'm still as scared, if you will, of that as I was ever before. Like I started watching these, these horror type movies. Yeah, like, um, like we brought up like mainstream. Like we reviewed. Like, have you seen the movie Terrifier? Is it the clown one? Yeah, the clown. We, well, we reviewed <laughs> Terrifier, and we just did Bone Tomahawk a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh yeah, you exactly. Know, What's your your latest one, right? And uh-huh. you know, and you know, we've got you know both of those movies have like the scenes where like they cut the person in half or whatever. But yeah. and you know, and you know, and a lot of my co-hosts and myself included thought you know that's that's really graphic, but heck, that's just one thing in a really really disturbing movie like like that doesn't even come close to a lot of the stuff that you've reviewed and watched that that, that is true although i have to definitely give um what's his name like craig zeller the director who did um bone tomahawk or i don't know his name exactly like yeah, i think um, it's but, craig, craig zeller or something like that yeah right um and he's put out like because i think that was his first like feature line like like big movie and i haven't seen the rest but i was quite impressed by 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 tone uh bone tomahawk and i think that the the gore and like the the over the top violence works so well because the build up to it, right? You know, like at some point it's just and it's been a while since I've seen it, but um, I think you brought it up in or someone brought it up in a podcast as well that what some people would consider like the sort of like boring part because at some point it's just like these three guys just like traveling and stuff, you know. But there's like tension between them and like it's it's it's, it's really good. Um, so you just watch it like a good movie. And then when they come at the place and they find the people and, and you get to the violence, it is like boom in your face. Like, and so they use it like sparsely, like the, the, the violence, but it's, it's so effective, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, then, <laughs> and Terrifier is just, I, I did like the one, but it's so, so ridiculously over the top, man. It's like the gore is, it's, it's ridiculous, but it's, it's, I, I did like that one, but it's, it's, it's almost crossing the line where it could have been like a, sort of like a fun sort of like slasher, tongue-in-cheek slasher. But some of the finals, it just goes like, oh, shit, like, I don't know if they're crossing, like, a line here or not, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, all right, what would uh, what would you consider some of the most disturbing films that shook you the most? And what are a few you'd recommend to mainstream watchers just to give it a chance? Okay. Um, for recently, I think it was just, like, through, like, maybe, like, like Facebook or Instagram. I was just talking to a person that, that, that watches the show, and he asked more or less the same question, or like, what do you think was the most disturbing one? And I think it was in relation to at some point I did like uh, after so many videos I did a um, top 65, like because at that point I had like seen like it covered like 65, and I put them like uh, in a ranking. So what what I thought was the best, and that one had on number one it had Martyrs, uh, the French movie. Um, I want to watch that one. Oh, dude, and, and and that one is like I wouldn't. Like for you, sure, I would say like definitely check it out. Um, for someone that but 
Well, I'll come to that question later because it's not a movie that I would be like, oh, someone that, that wants to tip their tip their toes into like all oh, the more extreme stuff. I wouldn't start with Martyrs because it is pretty out there, you know. Um, but the reason why I ranked it that high in that video and why I, why I still consider it one of my favorite disturbing movies is because sort of like what we were talking about with, with uh, Bone Tomahawk, it's it's an actually it's an actual good movie, you know. And I feel like the the extreme stuff hits so much harder when when there's like some substance to it. There's I've I, I subjected myself to so much like shit as well with this series, and you can bring up like like stuff like the the August Underground movies or the slotted vomit dolls, uh, like the, the vomit gore movies, um, which is just like an onslaught of like rape and revenge, rape and, 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 and gore and violence and, and so much torture and shit. But at some point, there's also like a torture fatigue or something. I don't know if that's like an actual thing, but it's just like, ah, oh, yeah, another woman's getting raped. Like, yeah, like, and it's weird to be thinking like that. Um, but those movies that some could consider like, oh, they're like, they're like the, 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 the creme de la creme of like disturbing stuff because all this stuff is happening. I'm like, yeah, sure, but it, it doesn't grab me as much as a movie that's well well made, that has like a, a fascinating, interesting story to tell. Plus then on top of all of that, like on top of that like quality filmmaking, there's like some boundary pushing stuff. And one of my, which I've always a little trouble like being honest about, but now I, I always just like, like fuck it, is that that Cannibal Holocaust is, is one of my favorite disturbing movies. And that's, I'm saying that like why I was like hesitant about it, obviously, obviously because it's, it's controversial because of its uh, animal cruelty, mostly. And there's no way I'll be able to like justify it or that I would even try and go there and, like, and justify it. But I usually see it, like when I talk about Cannibal Holocaust, I see it as like, it happened, the movie's like 40 years old. Um, anything we can we do now, like whether we watch it or not, it's not gonna change anything about like what happened, like what happened there on set. It's, uh, it's been documented so much like, um, it, it, it's something that happened 40 years ago. It's, it's not, not happening now anymore. Like, you can't get away with it anymore. Um, but the movie, it's it's such a, a product of its time, and it's something that's never going to be replicated. And I don't know if it was in this question or a previous question, but for my first time seeing Cannibal Holocaust, that was like a, a stomach-turning like, like event for me, you know? That was like, holy shit, like, what is this, you know? Plus, I mean, it is basically just a like an Italian, like an 80s Italian, like exploitation flick. But for some reason, I think it's it's a well-made, it's a pretty well-made movie, you know? And that movie, like, shook me more than any of those, like, vomit gore sequels or August Undergrounds or, like, all those weird, like, like 90s Japanese shot on video torture porn type of shit, you know? Like, um, so, yeah, like I said, like, even if I did say this too, like, like, like Martyrs and... Uh, Cannibal Holocaust, like, they're definitely, like, some of my favorite disturbing movies, like, off the top of my head. Um, but it's not what I would recommend. I, I mean, I know we talked about it before, right? And it's like, those, like, those are some titles. Those are, I, I would recommend you watching those. But to someone tipping their toes into, like, the more disturbing um, side of cinema, like, I, I, I would maybe even just, even though they're, like, quite mainstream, it's, it's stuff like, like, Hostel or, like, Saw or, like, the the Rob Zombie movies, you know, like, which, again, like I said, like, like when we're talking about, like, being desensitized, I, now I just consider them as just, like, general, like, horror flicks. But those, like, 
even though <laughs> and we both know that you and I aren't big uh, Rob Zombie fans, um, but they're, they're relatively extreme. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they go, the, the, the Devil's Rejects, the House of a Thousand Corpses, they go further than where your normal uh, horror movie would go. And um, and I know that like Hostel and, and Saw, mostly Saw, I guess, because of the sequels, that they kind of have like a bad rap and they're like responsible for the whole like torture porn movement of the like the the, 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 the 20, uh, the 2000s and stuff. But I, I don't think they're bad movies. And I, and I think they're like, like, because they're, especially, I mean, the, the first Saw was obviously like quite low budget. But the sequels, do they have like they're like quite polished movies, you know? Like so, it's it's. I feel like it's better to tip your toes into in, in into the more extreme stuff with movies like that rather than like those crazy like underground flicks, which are just like so rough around the edges that you're gonna be like, oh man, like like you have to work your way towards that. I feel if that makes sense. Yeah, I love this all franchise. Personally, it's my favorite one. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've watched a few movies just because I've watched your videos. Um, High Tension, um, both oh, the Human nice. Centipede films. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie. It's got Patrick Wilson in it with a young girl. A Hard Candy? Yeah, I've seen that one. That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, mean, thanks yeah, to your yeah, channel. Exactly. I mean, I haven't watched. I mean, I tried to watch like Serbian film, but it was like on YouTube. So it was like in clips. Uh, I mean, I couldn't. Okay. I don't think mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly don't think I could watch it personally. It's 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 an interesting one because it's it, it often tops like like tops so many lists and stuff because it's it's sort of like at some point I guess it was like considered like the holy grail of, of disturbing cinema you know um, I, I I don't mind I think I might I might have seen it like twice now um, it it is pretty well polished like it's a pretty well made movie you know like uh, um, it's it's nicely shot that you like 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 set design every it, it looks like a movie you know uh, but it just yeah. like goes so far but um, I think what also damaged its reputation a little bit is I don't know if, 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 if I'm just like thinking of the top of my head now but um, the the filmmakers also came out by like saying that it's like a critique on like the the social situation in like Serbia and or like this and like the film industry and blah 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 and I think people tend to see it as, as like a little uh, pretentious because it's just like it's a fucking movie where a guy is like banging this chick from behind and with a machete like chopping you know like it's just pure fucking exploitation you know and it's like like don't don't try to feed us some some like social commentary you know like just say what it is it's a movie where they have fucking newborn babies and like rape like like it's, it's that type of movie you know it goes it honestly does go all the way like it has some of the most fucked up shit um but I don't know, like, it, it's difficult with that one because I, I'll say, like, yeah, it's, I, I think it's pretty good. It's obviously super extreme. But I also feel like there might be people out there that that would say, like, because it's kind of, like, maybe, like, cool to be like, oh, it's not that bad, you know, like, it's, it's not that great. Because, honestly, like, it is some of the most extreme stuff you can put to film. Um, maybe sort of, like, as a defense mechanism that people would be like, like, oh, no, it's, it's not that bad or something, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's, um... I would put it in uh, the category of like essentials. So like if you want to get yourself into like extreme, like disturbing movies, you're going to get to, like if you really dedicate yourself to like, oh, I want to explore this, this genre, you're going to get to like a Serbian film. Like it's, it's part of the, of the, of the whole like uh, discourse around like disturbing movies, you know? Yeah. One the same that... way, like how you, uh, sorry, the same way how you ended up watching like uh, the human centipedes, for example, you know, like yes, the, the first they're, one was they're just, 
No, and that's the thing. The, and so um, the director, he's Dutch. He's from the Netherlands, where, where I'm from. And um, he's, he's, he's like an interesting guy. And he's, he's definitely not dumb. He's, I, I think he's a very intelligent guy. And with the human centipede, the original one, I feel like he just had like such a messed up idea like like this. I think the concept of the human centipede, it's, it's fucked up, you know, like it's, it's so gruesome. But the movie itself, that's what I always say about um, the human centipede, the, the first one. It, it, the movie itself, it never gets worse than the idea that it's like, like the, the, the plot outline. It's like people attach like mouth to anus, like, oh, that's super fucked up. The movie is, is pretty, I wouldn't say like generic, but it's not like that super graphic. It's not uh, a human centipede 2. If yeah. you've seen that one as well. Yeah, I did. Like, yeah. Sometimes I feel like that's what the certain... So I feel like when the first one came out, the way people described it is what a Serbian... What uh, Human Centipede 2 is, you know? Because part two is ridiculously violent and, and over the top. The first one is really not that bad, I feel. I, I haven't seen it in a while, but... It could be like a Hollywood movie to me, like... Yeah, like the first yeah, one. like just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like with stuff coming out now, like with with um, Ariastro, the, the Hereditary, and like like Midsummer. Those movies are they have like some crazy violence in it. Well, you know, those are hugely popular. Um, like people don't mind like a little extreme horror, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like yeah, then again, you know, like the human said to me, it's it's almost so goofy the idea that I don't know. Like it's yeah. it's, it's just it, the reputation it has. It's um. But the thing, I don't want to go off topic, but the, the, the director now, he has a new movie out and he can't find distribution for it. And I think he just has it in the can waiting for someone to release it. And he's like super frustrated about it. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that did the human centipede. Like people love this stuff. Like, I don't know, was it like Lionsgate or whoever like distributed some of, 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 of his movies in, in, in the US and then it was like a big hit for them. And now everybody is too too scared to touch his new movie. And he's like, dude, it's, it's just a pretty great movie. Like, the screenings we've had, people loved it. And he, he just can't get it released. It's so messed up. Well, I guess that's part of the uh, repercussions of mouth to anus uh, as your pits <laughs> in your first movie. <laughs> I guess so. So not like, yeah, like uh, filmmaking 101, don't make your first movie about the mouth to anus stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last thing about your most disturbing series and you can touch on this with other series as well. Uh, you watched a lot of your disturbing films through fan comments on your videos, which I respect. Uh, you know, like you mentioned earlier, the fans are what make content creation super special. Can you talk about fan interaction and suggestion when it comes to your YouTube video creations? Yeah, of course. Um, let me think. Yeah, because I sort of like brought it up during some uh, early questions already that, um, yes, for example, the disturbing movie series, it would... In, let's make it like a, even more general. I, I probably wouldn't have been doing this channel altogether anymore if it wasn't for the, the interaction that I got with like from people watching it. Um, like I said, when we we're talking about like making videos, how much time it, it costs and stuff. Like sometimes I'm like, Ugh, like and and uh, and I don't uh, I don't I don't want to like put myself through like making all the videos. The biggest motivation for me is knowing that it's the end product is going to be appreciated, you know? Um, and the, 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 the comments I get, and the people are like, oh, this is cool, and they're talking about the movie, and they're discussing the stuff, and they're like, oh, shit. Like, one of my favorite things about doing the videos, the channel, is 
helping people discover movies that they maybe weren't familiar with before, you know? Um, yeah. Because that's why I follow other people. So that's why I why I'm on, on Letterbox all the time following people and, and like seeing like all these movies like holy shit what is it I've never heard of this it looks so fucking cool and so yeah the, the, the interaction is 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 very important to me even if <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm slacking lately a lot with like replying to like comments and messages and, and it, because that onto itself can become like a full-time job like the, the interaction oh, yeah. but um um yeah for sure the um a lot of also just like series in general um i i get the comments like oh like what, what happened to the the video nazis uh, the section three video nazi series uh, i used to love that and then like oh yeah that, that's like good kind of, uh, motivation for me to like pick up that series again and even though i haven't done it in a while but it's like yeah they they they, they the, the viewers constantly give me ideas for um what to talk about like be it like a type of series, like a specific filmmaker, a specific like movies. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it that's the thing what I love about the whole like it's 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 like a two way conversation, you know. It's it's not like broadcasting from TV. And I read all the comments, I read all the messages, you know. Like and it's uh, uh yeah, it's 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 it's, it's pretty awesome. It's it's kind of like uh, I feel like I'm in a luxurious position with with like having all that like. Um, you know, like suggestions and whatnot, like coming to me. And sometimes people tell me, like, how, how do you find all these fucking moves? I'm like, yeah, because people tell me and stuff, you know? Like, obviously, I, I do my own research, but sometimes it's just like this one person can be like, hey, have you heard of this? I'm like, no, but that looks really cool, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, let, I wanna, let's talk about another one of your series that I really like They're the film of series. You know, uh, it ranges from the mainstream, such as, you know, Stephen King's films or Rob Zombie, all the way to the John Waters, David Lynch, Takashi Miike. Did you enjoy making those style videos, and what inspired you to take on the films of these writers and directors? I really liked it because you went a little more in-depth with the movie yeah. instead. And, you know, because you already reviewed some of them in your most disturbing, but you went a little more in-depth. So I really liked that series. Um, oh, yeah, it's... um. It's probably one of my more like my favorite type of videos to do um, because sometimes they 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 the filmmakers that I pick are usually filmmakers that I have like on the uh, on the back burner of like working my way through their uh, filmography you know and like I say like sometimes I have to force myself to sit through like movies because I want to make videos about them and like I said, like, I know the Disturbing Movie series, for example, like, I know that it does well with, with the audience, you know, like, it, it relatively get more views than, than other videos. But sometimes I just <laughs> want to watch stuff and talk about stuff that I'm, like, like maybe, like, more passionate about. Um, so, for example, the, the, the John Waters one that you brought up, um, I've seen, like, Pink Flamingos, because Pink Flamingos, I think, was also part of the Disturbing Movies one. I've seen, like, like Multiple Maniacs, uh, and, and I was, like... Um, I love this guy. I love I love his 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 you know like his whole how do you say like like um, way of thinking when it comes to filmmaking and I want to I want to check out more of his like especially his early stuff because I think the one that I did John Waters was like the early films of John Waters right and um, I was like but it also kind of fits in with what I do here on, on horrible reviews why not just work my way through these films um, and then I also have content for the for the channel. And, and 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 
I have like this whole list of potential filmmakers that I want to like uh, make videos on, like the films of so and so and so, um, because it, it it will help me to actually like sit through all of these movies, and it's sort of like a win-win situation. I get to see like movies that I'm like excited about to see, plus I I, I can create like great content. Um, so because of that, it's like one of my favorite series for sure. Um, the videos that I did about um, Larry Clark, I did one of the films of Larry Clark, I did one of the, the films of like Harmony Korine. Um, those were also movies that like were like personally like sort of like important to me with like me discovering those movies when I was of a certain age and they sort of like helped me, not to sound pretentious or so, but you know, like discovering those movies when you were a certain age, they, they, I, I hold them dear for whatever reason, you know, and then like for me to talk about those movies um, and those filmmakers, it's, it's, I don't know, I, I feel like I put a little more of my own into it than when we're doing Disturbing Movies Part uh, 29 or so, you know? Um, it's, um, yeah, I think that's that's where the idea for those series comes from as well, just for me being able to watch movies that I actually want to watch and then talk about them. And I do pick filmmakers that I feel like, oh, that, that, that fits with the, the channel a little bit, you know? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, Gumo is actually a movie I want to watch, but a lot of the movies that I want to watch from your series, I can't find them anywhere. Like Amazon doesn't have them. They're not yeah. easy to find unless you uh, do some. Uh, oh, no, 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 I agree. And Gumo is, <laughs> Gumo is great. And it's uh, uh, and I've seen that movie quite a few times over the years now. It's been a while since I last seen it, but um, it honestly took me like three or four of you. I think I've seen it maybe like four or five times. And I think like, well, the first time, obviously, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but like the the, the second and third and fourth rewatch, I was like, I'm not quite sure, I'm not quite sure. And now I'm like, yeah, no, it, it, I kind of love that movie. Like, I think I think it's really good. Um, but it's uh, if if you at some point find yourself the the possibility to check it out, you're probably gonna want, need like two watches or so at least to, to form like an, a definitive opinion on it. It's it's, it's a weird one. It's it's very. Um, like it's 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 just a bunch of vignettes and even just every little piece by itself is like yeah, what, what do I do with this you know like I can't do anything with this it's uh and then at some point I guess for me it just landed like okay I guess that's that's just exactly what he was trying to do it's just like a slice of life but then a very particular weird slice of life you know yeah that visual of that kid sitting in that dirty ass bathtub I don't know why but it just sticks with yeah, me. it's it's I would say very iconic, you know, like, I mean, it's no, no psycho shower scene or anything, but it's like, it's so visceral, you know, like a little while back, um, with, with something with work related, like I, I did a little presentation, like, just like showing like some random visuals, isn't that? And, and I, and I picked that one as well, the, 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 the tub scene with the, the tub scene with the, with the little kid and people just instantly have a reaction to it because it's mm -hmm. just so like, it's sort of like nasty, but it's also just like, hey, it's also like maybe you have like associations with like poverty or whatever, or like this and that, and and like like um, yeah, the movie is full of like like striking imagery, I would say. I think there's like level to me. Just I mean, I've never seen it, but just from the picture, there's levels of nastiness to me. Like the water looks disgusting. The actual, <laughs> yeah, bath like... the actual bathroom looks disgusting. The food he's eating looks disgusting. Yeah. And... The combination you, of the food he's eating, it looks disgusting. Yeah, because he has, like, a plate of, like, spaghetti, but then he also has, like, a chocolate bar, but there's also, like, like soap on his hands, and he's, like, opening the chocolate bar, and it's all, like, melting, and but he's also <laughs> eating the spaghetti. It's, 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 yeah, it's, like, nauseating, you know? And, and the yeah. kid does such a great job at, like, playing it straight. 
for him it was maybe just like you know like like oh nice free spaghetti and an achievement bar you know yeah uh, another series that I hope you continue with is your original versus remake series. Uh, I feel like personally there's a lot of meat on the bone and hot takes with that series. You know, on our podcast, we recently, our most recent episode was the Friday the 13th reboot. Uh, do you like all the remakes or do you think it's just Hollywood's running out of ideas? Um, okay, so, so there, there's like a, like a few questions in there. Um, I think the the reason uh, I think I only did like two episodes. I did uh, let the right one in, like the original Swedish versus the the the, the remake, and um, the Hills of Ice. But then again, like for example, if you take the Hills of Ice, you can argue that the original Wes Craven, you're like, oh, it's a, it's a classic, like seventies, like like grindhouse movie, isn't that? Like sure, but it's not that great. The the remake of uh, the Hills like, of Ice. I like the remake. I like the remake a lot. Dude, I like it's badass. I like both. I like both of them. The sequel too. Yeah. I like the sequel too. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 oh, that one I haven't seen actually. Um, the the sequel of the remake then I guess right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I've not seen that one. Um, but it, that's uh, so that's one of the, well, yeah, one of the two videos that they did in that series. That's interesting. Nobody really ever talks about that one, so it's it's cool to hear that you like that one. Um. I picked uh, uh, The Hills of Ice because that was an interesting, like, original versus remake for me because, yeah, the original is definitely a, a product of its time. It's, I don't know, I feel like it would have been more forgotten if it wasn't Wes Craven who made it, you know, because obviously he made it back afterwards. Um, but, yeah, it's still, like, a cool, like, 70s, like, grimy sort of, like, 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 type, like horror exploitation type movie. Um, but I also like that uh, uh, Alexandre Ayas did, did the remake, right? And he, um, I think he understood the source material very well. And it's just like it's just like a gruesome movie to kind of like have fun with. Um, and he just put it in like because it's from I think it's like 2006 or no, it must be or is it new? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it's yeah, from, it's oh five oh six something like that. Yeah, yeah, but you know, so that was sort of like in the, in the torture porn era, if you will. And he just made it like a bloody gory like but like a fun one you know and um but that's specifically that one um yeah no it's i it's it's a very popular way of thinking within the horror community that i've noticed to just write off um remakes altogether before you even give them a chance and i really like that attitude i think that's sort of like elitist you know like oh like the, the originals better it's like almost a cliche you know um I, I'm 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 willing to give remakes a chance. I mean, I've I've watched um, the Martyrs remake. Like like I told you, like the Martyrs. What is it's a, I think it's a fantastic movie. And the fact that there was a remake, it was so ridiculous. Like the movie wasn't even a decade old, I think. And like why? Like, like Americans are that stupid, you know? Like they can read subtitles every once in a while. But I was like, no, no, no. Let me watch the remake. I sure it wasn't that great. Um, same thing happened with Old Boy. Old Boy is one of my, my favorite movie, like the, the, the original uh, South Korean movie. It's 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 a it's a masterpiece, you know. And then they make like a sort of like dumbed down American version, and I'm, and then you still have like Spike Lee on, on board, like you have like a, like a, like a, a, a famous gr- good director. Um, it's more that I think it's sort of like I don't know if it's like running out of ideas. I think it's it's definitely always like a safe sort of like cash grab, if you will, because it's like oh, it's like a proven formula. So if we just yep. do it again and make it more relatable to like an American audience, because, you know, like often they do like it's either like order like foreign films or they're like outdated, like old films. So like it's, it's safe property, you know. Oh, yeah. um, 
And, and uh, yeah, I, I'd rather see all that budget and talent if they have like talented actors and, 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 and writers and, and directors working on it. I'd rather have them spend their time and resources on like new stuff, but I'm not going to write off a movie just because it is a remake, you know? Um, I remember the Friday the 31. I've seen it in theaters when it came out, um, but not since. I think that one was pretty cool, right? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I remember the... Um, you're like 15 or 20 minutes in or so when the title screen comes up because it's sort of like a short film before it's before the title sequence even starts or like the title comes on screen. Um, but then, like, when I first started getting into movies or like these type of movies, like, uh, uh, let's say like, like 10, 15 years or so, um, I was more of that elitist mind state and I, and I remember like the, the A Nightmare on Elm Street remake uh, being announced and I was like, fuck that. Like, I, 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 uh, I just refused to watch it. And it I think terrible. I finally watched it like, yeah, exactly. So because like last year or so, I finally decided to watch it. <laughs> Completely open-minded. But I was like, no, it's, it's, it's not good. Freddy Krueger is, is, is weird. Like, he's, he, he seems like sick or whatever it was. And, his, and I, I just, it didn't work for me. I was like trying to be super optimistic. Oh, they, they throw in like some, some different like this and that. But then they have like just like these weird homages if you will you know like the famous in the original like the thub the the bathtub scene with the art and scum hand that comes out and i think they did it as well but it's like yeah like what is it like you're referencing it but you're not doing anything with it the original did it more like exciting either way than than what you're you're not bringing anything new to the table yeah that was an example of something that was like nah i don't know who's this for the original for nine mile street is still great it's still fun and it's so hard to replace uh, Robert England as Freddy too. It was just you're you're taking uh, on. He's not just a a quiet slasher, you know. He's got personality. It's just, oh, one hundred percent. He's like uh huh. Uh, most of the sequels were built around him, you know. Like he he became the star. And and I was also like again, I was like oh, I'll try not not to be judgmental. I'll, I'll see how this new guy. I don't know who it is, you know. Like I'll see. Let's see how he does. How he how he plays Freddy. But it's like no, I don't I don't, I don't like this Freddy. Not because I, obviously, I prefer like uh, Robert England as him, but he, he, it was just not an interesting character. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, all right, I'm going to ask you something that might have been a little bit emotional to you now. So uh, get you a Kleenex, maybe. You might, you might tap into some uh, feelings. December uh, the 11th, 2019, I remember seeing your Facebook post about your channel being deleted. That had to be devastating to you. I know you uploaded all of your videos to Vimeo, but, you know, Vimeo just doesn't have the same power as YouTube, not to me anyways. Then on April 10th, 2020, you posted on Facebook that your channel was back. Can you talk to me and the audience about the roller coaster of emotions that had to come along with these events? Sorry, I had to grab a tissue really quick. Now I got I got another drink because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying my time hanging out with you, Nico. I'm uh, having a lot of fun. Um, it's... Uh, it's funny because like I know I don't even know if you were being sarcastic with like uh, if it's like like emotional and that but um as you can probably imagine when it happened I don't know how to describe it, it, it did really feel like like fuck yeah like if if I lost something you know and I I kind of remember exactly how it went because I came home from work. Mm. I think I was just like having dinner and you know sometimes during dinner I just watch like some some YouTube stuff 
And so I opened like my browser, I went on YouTube and um, it, it asked me like to log in. I'm like, oh, that's weird. You know, like I don't remember like logging out. And I tried logging in and I kept getting like errors, errors, errors. And I was like, wait a, wait a second. So I went to like my, my, my email inbox and I had an email from YouTube saying something like, hey, uh, yep, yeah, we've uh, terminated your account. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding. Like, can't be true, right? Um, and <laughs> it even went as far as that night. Um, I think like I told like one or like two of my friends and they came over like they just brought like a six pack of beer like like come on guy you, you'll get through it like um, let let let's hang out for a little bit. But um, yeah, let me think because I don't know the exact order of events anymore. But um, you have a, a when 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 this happens to you you have a uh, an option to uh, appeal the, the decision that they've made. So I wrote this whole fucking document about like because. They also, oh man, yeah, they can get, give this whole rant about like how the YouTube works because it's, it's, it's not great. Um, they gave you like, a, they gave me like a vague reasoning as to why they've made the decision. Like, so like, you have like categories of the, the, the community guidelines and they said like basically something in this category, category you did wrong. And I just assumed it was uh, nudity because I had just uploaded this video on the, the Black Emmanuel uh, series, like a series of like, uh, Italian exploitation movies from the 70s. And I was like, when I made that video, I made a specific um, decision to not censor it because um, the nudity is sort of like part of, of, of those of that film series. And I figured like, you know, I, I never really had troubles with it in the past. Um, so I put it, and, and it must have been that video. I still have never had a clear answer. So I wrote this whole thing, defending the video, saying like, hey, if you reinstate the channel, I'll delete it first thing I'll do like so and so and so and I sent this, this whole email I'm like okay so now I'm just gonna relax um I'll check my inbox tomorrow later this week and 20 minutes later I got an email from YouTube saying like thanks but no basically it was literally something like that like we, we've read your your appeal but we stand by our decision and I was like, okay well then that's it um and the thing that sucked a lot about it is that I didn't have a way to tell my audience because there was no channel. I couldn't post anything to tell them. Luckily, I have like a like a Facebook account that where I have like like quite some like like follows. And when I posted there about like what happened, I think it was like the most interaction I ever had like on a post. Like it was literally like like thousands of reactions, hundreds of, of like comments and stuff. And people were also just like, I, I can't speak for people, but based on their reaction, they were like sort of like devastated by it, you know, oh, and. Yes. Yeah, it, it was frustrating. It was like people being like mad at because like around the time it would happen to more channels, like they just like rip the the, the, the how do you say it, the rug underneath you, and you're 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 helpless, you know. And um, that's how I felt helpless. But I did. I don't know. I feel like at some point, yeah, I was just like I accepted it. Uh, I got a lot of com uh, messages through like Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, like like oh, do you have the videos? And, and I'm I have like backups of like literally like the, the open files to like my, my first video, like I've saved everything. Um, so that's what you said, like I, I, I started a Vimeo account to just have the videos online, you know, like because, you know, people maybe wanted to see them still. And wait, what was the timeline you said? When did it come back? Because it was like three or four months later, right? What did you say? April the 10th, 2020. You posted yeah, on your okay, Facebook so account. Was, we, you yeah. was like, I don't know what's going on, but check this out. Like, it, it just got <laughs> yeah. 
honestly didn't know what was going on because um, so I have this uh, I made this Discord uh, server for Herbert Reeves a little while back. Um, at that time, it was sort of like recent still, but I always forget to check it. Like I made it, but I never acted it myself. But at some point, I logged into the uh, the Discord, the Horrible Reeves Discord server, and I saw like a message from some guy. He said like, "Hey, nice." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Your right, your your penis is back online." I'm like, "I don't think so." I mean, I didn't get like a, an email or anything. So I just went to like my browser, typed in like YouTube.com/slash/horrible-reeves. Boom, everything was back. Like. The, the subscribers, the, the views, all the pieces, like it's just as if it was never gone. And I was just like, holy fucking shit, you know? And that's probably when I post like, I don't know what's going on, but look at this, like, can you guys try? Do you see this as well? And it's so funny because I told like two of my friends, the exact same guys that came over for me with a six pack to like, be like, oh, you're gonna be okay. I think that weekend they came over to like celebrate that I got the videos back online again. And one of the first things I did was delete the Emmanuel video just to play it safe, and um, and for the rest, I just ran with it. I never got an email ex explaining why. I never asked them why. I was just like, okay, nice. I'll, I won't upload any nudity anymore. Um, but thank God it's back. It was, uh, and the thing is also like in those four, yeah, it was, must have been like four months or so. At some point, I accepted it. Like it's done. Boom, I, I, I was struggling a little more with like, hey, I don't know about the future of the channel. It's like, okay, well, this is like a, a decision from above that decided for me, like, it's done with the channel, like, fine, fine, fine. But like a month later or so, I had the urge to, like, oh man, I kind of do want to like make videos still. So I started this like PGHR, it was like a PG horrible reviews channel. It's sort of like a, 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 a snare to like uh, YouTube, like, okay, I'll, I'll come back, I'll make a new channel. And I, I did make like quite some videos on that channel and then I got it back. So I just uploaded them to the, yeah, the main channel, if you will. And um, and I was really happy, like like what I said, like at some point I was like, okay, well, it's, it's gone. They've made the decision for me. Maybe it's time to retire the horror reviews. But I guess I just wasn't ready. And then when it came back, I was like, oh yeah, wow. You know, like I, I did miss that feeling of like, you know, creating content and, and for an audience that, obviously well, apparently like very much enjoys it you know oh, yeah i can only imagine i i can relate to that in a not as extreme way but i'm a big fisherman i like to fish and it is so heartbreaking when you catch you a big fish and you're almost about to land it and then it breaks off right at the boat okay, so i can yeah, only imagine the devastation of like you just said earlier in this interview, it takes 25 hours on average to make a video. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so, I mean, you had a lot of your life and time invested into that. So, yeah, I can only yeah, imagine. Mm -hmm. It had yeah, to feel yeah, like yeah, just you, wasted time once they yeah, took Yeah, exactly. You, 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 you put it right. It, it definitely felt like, like, it happened like, yeah, like late, late 2019. I started in 2008. So, it was like, I think even when I, when they rejected the appeal, I said something like, boom, like 10 plus years down the drain, you know, like, Boom, fuck it. YouTube is like, fuck this kid, you know? Yeah. Fuck that he worked like like years and years, put years of his love and effort in, in this channel. Um, boom, fuck that shit. And that's because that's how it felt, you know? And yeah, it's like, like, like you said, like, um, yeah, think of something that you put a lot of time and effort and love in and imagine it, it being gone. And I don't want to be dramatic because at the end of the day, you could be like, dude, you're healthy. You live like, uh, with, you have like, a nice family and you live with it and you're healthy this and that but you know like relatively speaking it sucked oh yeah it's something you're passionate about you just have it yeah, ripped yeah. away from me all your accomplishments i can i get that 
All right, so go ahead and get you another Kleenex out for some some happy tears. Oh, right? shit. To piggyback yeah. off that, you know, we're recording on uh, May the 8th right now, but next week on May 12th will be your 13-year anniversary of being on YouTube. I think that's very sure. impressive. I think that's an impressive feat. Uh, can you just give me and the audience your thoughts on 13 years of what I'll say very successful content creation on YouTube? That's crazy. 13 years. Dude, that's true. What did you say? May 12th or 13? What is it? May 12th will be your 13-year anniversary. Yeah, all right, all right. That's crazy. And I remember, I think for my... Because I went through like the archives the other day, I think it was for the fifth, the sixth, and the ninth year anniversary. I did like specific like videos, and was well, very unfortunate. I will, I will never be able to put something together in time for the third team. But that's that's crazy. Um, why? Oh, I think it was just like sorting like some backup like external hard disks and like putting like all the um, everything like you know that I have like um, in order. And a lot of it was like herbal reviews related content. So I went through like a bunch of the videos because there was also like a lot of stuff that isn't online anymore, either unlisted or some like older update videos I did delete. Um, so I went through some of the stuff and yeah, and I, went, I went through some of the, the old stuff, like the 2008 stuff. And it's, it's kind of like endearing and cringy. And it's like, it, it gives me a lot of feeling because obviously it's like, at the time I had no idea that I would be doing this like 13 years later still, right? Um, I think the reason why I have been doing it for 30 years is just because I'm passionate about the stuff that I talk about. Um, I, I don't have to force myself to make these videos. I, I kind of want to because I want to share my, my thoughts and, and feelings about like something I'm passionate about and, you know, like cinema in general. Um, like I said, the having an audience helps a lot because that's probably the biggest motivation, man. It's, it's, it's just so cool to have like people message you and be like, oh, because of you, I discovered this movie and it's now my favorite movie. And I've had people message me, again, like, I don't want to like sound like I'm important or anything because I do not consider myself important at all. I, I always tell people, like, dude, I'm, I'm just a guy like you. I just like movies. I just happen to decide to talk about it and put it on the internet. But I'm just like you. And people tell me, like, I get messages sometimes like, oh, and you were my inspiration to start like film school. And I'm now like in the fourth year and like this and that. I'm like, that's so fucking cool. You know, like how, like, like I said, like when I was watching those old videos and I was like, like 2021 when I started, I had no idea that, that I would be able to like mean something for other people. And then in a way that connects to what I'm passionate about, like, like film and cinema, you know? So 13 years, I'm, it's, it's crazy. And I know people like, and I know that I'm not a traditional YouTuber, if you will, in the sense that I can go on like fucking like a four or five month break, not even intentionally, but I just don't have the time or the the, the energy to, to make new videos. But then I come back and I'm like, boom, here, Disturbing Movies Part 26. And people are like, dude, yeah, cool. They're like, yeah, you, you can just upload when you can, you know? And that, that's that's so like, I don't know, that, that, that means a lot. And it makes it easier for me to not feel the pressure to constantly um, upload. Because if you look at the amount of videos I've made over 13 years, for some people that would be like, like what, like like three or four years worth of content, you know, like if you have like a regular schedule, but I just do it like at my pace. And then for 13 years, it is long though, that's crazy. But um, yeah, no, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the, the, the people watching that, that, that keep me going after 13 years, pretty crazy. Wow, yeah, and like you said, uh, I mean, heck, I'm in Florida, 
you're in the Netherlands, you know, we're connected. Yeah, right yeah now, and we're talking. But, you know, not to, you know, just, not, we're, we haven't had the reach that you have yet. Um, but, you know, we've gotten some emails from uh, some friends from Scotland, uh, the UK, like they've messaged us or emailed us. And it means a lot that people, you know, we're reaching people all across the, the world. So, I mean, keep, right? keep up what it's, you're doing. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, exactly. But then, but then you know what I mean? Like, if, if, if people, like, appreciate something you're doing and you just consider yourself, like, just an everyday guy that's, you know, like, just passionate about it and, and likes to speak out, the same thing with what would you guys do. And not, not to belittle you saying that you're, like, a little guy, but you, you started this podcast, I presume, because, like, yeah, like, we're passionate about this stuff. We want to talk about it. Um, and there is an audience out there, people that, that like this stuff. And if, if they can listen and they find out about, like, new stuff, inside you, you guys have cool guests online like people will listen to that they're like interesting you ask like good questions that's cool man it's great to share that stuff yeah i mean well, I, the reason uh, not that i don't even know if you care or not but the reason i wanted to start my own podcast was because i used to be a mailman and you know i was in my mail case or my car between six to like 10 hours a day and i just wanted to have something to listen to because I really honestly just could not find a podcast that I like outside of one, but you know, I'm sure you've heard of dead meat. He's huge on YouTube, but yeah. <laughs> you know, he's more of a YouTube guy. I mean, him and his fiance yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast, but they, you know, I just wanted something to help feed my, I think it's Benjamin Franklin who said the, uh, the key to invention is n- uh, necessity or something like that. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like if I need something, just make it myself. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, a fun, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh-huh. Just a fun question, feel, but, you know. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, of we're, course. We're getting All ready right. to wrap things up pretty soon. Uh, just a fun question: What are some horror or non-horror films that have yet to come out that you're excited to see? You know, with COVID, so many big-time films are delayed, such as Spiral, Conjuring Three, the new Halloween Kills movie. Uh, is there? Are what are you itching to go see this year, or anything, honestly? That's a good one. Uh, Pooh, that's I'll, actually a good one because I want to see all three of those badly. <laughs> well, hey, now that you bring them up, like, yeah, like, so I think it was even just like maybe like a couple of weeks ago that I found out that there was a new Saw movie coming. That's Spiral is a new Saw one, right? And even though, um, I, you know, I have my opinions on, on, on the series, um, uh, that the Spiral one, I'll, I'll definitely check out. The Conjuring, I, I think, is 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 a, is a great franchise. Even stuff that that gets shit on, like the wasn't the Nun, like everybody hated one. I thought it was pretty cool, you know, like going in not expecting anything and getting like like a cool like like Eastern European setting and like sort of like 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 a little spooky spooky setting, which I I thought it was fine. But but mostly just the the, the like the the actual Conjuring movies, they're they're great. Um, the the thing is. I don't really know what's coming out. Like, um, I haven't really been paying too much attention. And between the stuff that I want to watch for my channel and the stuff that I have in my, like my physical collection that I haven't seen yet and my letterbox watch list, which is like just a ridiculous dumpster fuck of like everything that I come across and like there's like 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 1300 or like 1500 like titles in, in, in the watch list and sometimes I just go through it and like because I, I do like very consciously add movies to that list because it's like oh this looks interesting um I don't like I don't know what's coming up because there's so much I want to see regardless that's been made you know um 
What was the last one you said? Like a new Halloween? Yeah, the Halloween Kills, the sequel to the 2018. Uh, the shit. 2018 was the sequel to the 78. It was a new timeline, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yep. And uh, it had Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Judy Greer was uh, her daughter. Okay. Mm. I like her. I've not seen that one. Was it good? I liked it. I mean, you know, Halloween fans, they're really diehard, so, you know, the yeah, first one yeah, will never yeah, be. <laughs> no, exactly. And I, well, you know, like, I I don't want to bring in, like, my controversial opinions, but I'm not even, per se, a super big fan of the original Halloween. I'll, I'll respect it for everything it did for the genre, you know, and, and John Carpenter is a, a very talented filmmaker, but... I'll watch, and it's not about like a verse thing, but I'll watch Friday the 13th original over Halloween any day, but that's just me. Um, but this new Halloween, then in a way is Halloween 3, if it's a sequel to what is supposed to be a sequel to the original. Like in that new timeline, you probably have like 10 timelines going on like in the Halloween franchise right now. Yeah. It's, I'm, I, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward uh, to yeah, it. I, I like the 2018 version. It was good. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I should check it out. I mean, the, I think the the last ones I've seen were the Rob Zombie ones, and well, we mm-hmm. <laughs> we've talked about it before. I'm, I'm not a big fan of those. I, I, I did like the the that video actually got quite a lot of negative reactions. The video they did about the films of Rob Zombie, but as you probably know as well, like he he does have like a rather dedicated fan base, I guess. Very and dedicated. they're just like, and 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 I feel like I haven't seen the video in a while. But I feel like in that Rob Zombie video that I did, that I do a pretty good job of um, explaining why I feel the way I do about these films, you know? But some of them are like, yeah, you're just a fucking day, you just don't get it, isn't that? Like, I don't know, I feel like I just spent like fucking two videos of 25 minutes explaining why, but you know, like sometimes it's hard to argue with, like you say, like, like diehard fans. Yeah, and uh, I remember you saying uh, that you were a bigger fan of Jason and Freddy, because Michael's kind of just standing here, standing there. In the 2018, in the 2018 uh, sequel, you get probably the best portrayal of Michael Myers ever to me. Oh really? Oh, yeah, okay. he, he's he's a lot more uh, Jason-esque, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. But he's still got that Michael Myers walk to him in the in the yeah, feel yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's not just standing around all the time. I, I agree with you. On <laughs> yeah, that. like hiding behind bushes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should check that one out then. I, I, I would recommend it personally. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. Uh, just want to wrap this interview up with your thoughts and ideas of the future of your channel, Horrible Reviews. Uh, tell our listeners and uh, subscribers what to expect in the future and where they can follow you on social medias. Okay, cool. Yeah, thanks for giving me that opportunity. Um, main channel, obviously, is youtube.com slash horrible reviews. Just write it how it how you write it obviously um follow me there like i'm, I'm also like on uh facebook instagram i think the instagram has a dot horrible dot review just google horrible reviews and you'll find the socials um yeah <laughs> subscribe to the channel because i am now working on two videos simultaneously i can't talk about the the, the far ahead future from horrible reviews for horrible reviews um I'm, I'm finishing both part 30 of my most disturbing movies series and after that, I have a really big thing. 
coming up, which I'm really excited about, is like a huge project. It, it includes a lot of uh, fellow content creators from YouTube. It's going to be like sort of like a collab project. Um, I'm super excited about it. It's a hell of a lot of work, way more than I anticipated, and I already thought it was going to be a lot of work. Um, so even if you aren't familiar with the channel and you subscribe and it takes a little while before new content is coming out, it's because I'm working on some big things. And um, not to overhype things, but the, the big project, I'm, 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 I started working on it like back in February, and I'm, I want to put it out, and I would probably consider it as sort of like my magnum opus. Um, so I'm super excited about that, and I don't want to give away too much. But um, please be a little patient, and uh, hopefully that 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 waiting will pay off. Oh, absolutely! I'm I'm super excited. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. This has really been an honor. I think I probably told you that way too many times, messaging you how excited <laughs> I was. You can uh, you can tell me one more time. <laughs> okay. Uh, you've always been one of my favorite YouTubers because of your unique content, uh, your hilarious personality, and of course your "What's up, gangsters" intros. Uh, I wish you continued success, and we'd love to have you back on in the future, either for a film review if you'd want to do one of those with us, or just another interview. Dude, of course. I mean, like, yeah, for sure. Like, I'd love to have just like a. Uh, thank you so much for all the kind words, of course, and and, and for having me. Um, yeah, I consider myself a friend of the channel right now. So, like, if you ever don't have a slot to fill in with, like, uh, the A-listers, you can always come with me. And, like, like I said, like, it, it, this is fun talking about the channel and stuff, but uh, just have me over and, and let's talk about movies, let's talk about reviews and have it, like, a conversation going on. Like, I, I'd love to have that uh, sometime in the future, of course, man. Awesome. Is there any uh, final thoughts for we in this call, my man? Um... Well, no, I just uh, hope everybody is listening had a, had a fun time. Um, hopefully I didn't talk too much. Hopefully I made a little bit of sense because I tend to just like go on and on and on about it. Uh, but yeah, no, mostly, uh, Nico, I want to thank you and, and the podcast for giving me the opportunity to, you know, like have a little platform to talk about just like a guy that makes videos on YouTube, you know, like awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate it. And I uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, don't go out there.